right, welcome to back to the backyard with uh, backyard. Blake Blue. Got the uh, got the fire going. How many how many nights have you drank beer in this backyard? Oh, dude. <clears throat> Would you th- like if you had to throw like some sort of like a we, ballpark area? A ballpark area, I'd say forty to fifty. Nah, I don't. I don't know. Probably forty. That's it's quite a lot when you think about it. There was some. Uh, I bet it was more b- than before you. Ha- I mean, I remember before you had this deck. Yeah, and we were just sitting around on that. Yeah, like my stoop. Bet I had a stoop. Little rotting stoop thing <laughs> yeah. we had going on. Yeah, this place but, has changed a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's with it's the cool fence, building the fence and everything. Do you remember the fence I had? It was chain link on, yeah. the, on the alley. Oh yeah, it was like a busted down wooden on this back. But have you but had yeah, that, have you had that garden going any? Yeah. Um. Well, we've we've started it a couple times. One time I had it all planted, and I had all my sprouts coming up, and a hailstorm just demolished it. Just completely killed the whole thing. It was terrible. But um, no, I, this year I, we're hoping. If if we're still here, Wait, we're trying, yeah, to trying to sell the house. Yeah, you're trying to sell yeah. this, right? I saw yeah. that when I pulled up. Where yep. Where are you trying to... Uh, just moving to the other side of Washington over in Bivens, okay. possibly. We're hoping. <coughs> so, Are you, you going to send the kid over to Bivens? Uh, homeschooling. We're, we're thinking about homeschooling or unschooling, as it's called. There's unschooling. A, there's a term. What it's like... So basically, the kids just have... Like the state just had You have to be able to pass these state tests, right? So, they don't, in Texas, one of the only states, I think, where you don't have to follow a state curriculum. You have the option of just following your own. You think out of all the states, Texas would be probably the most anal about that, I feel like. I don't know. Um, But, anywho, we're thinking about, so, uh, which that's what Lance and Melanie are doing with Lucy. And that kid's pretty smart, man. She's already got, like, the solar system down. She's how old is she now? She's probably like I think she's like eight. No, dang, that's crazy. I mean, I, I lose track of time. Yeah, that makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, huh? Are you sounding good? Yeah. So this is my first podcast where I've let the guest wear the headphones. So normally I'm like, hey, we can I'm switch. Like, I was just saying. I don't know. It's almost like a it's almost like a it's almost like a security blanket. But see, I do. I actually want to get. It's kind of. I want to get a each. I want to get each person a, a mic. Yeah. That way they can like control, like do the mic control kind of limit or, or get closer or further. Yeah. Like get comfortable. You know, we right. want this to be a comfortable podcast. Right. I'll, I'll try not to uh, stray from the mic too much. Yeah. During yeah. This conversation. So. Okay. To knock out a couple of uh, announcements real quick. So this is actually episode number fifteen. I told Shannon I was going to consider myself having actually started. Have you no, not yet. No, not. Well, not we recorded. We recorded one uh, with a couple friends. You know, Jillian and Mike. Yeah. And um, Shannon kind of griped us out, so I haven't aired that one. That one might be like one, one once when I'm actually famous in a one gazillionaire. The, the lost tapes. One of the lost tapes. I'll probably play that. It's pretty <laughs> funny because she's like, she gets mad at me a lot. She, which she's correct. I actually am a terrible interviewer. Like I'm, I my converse practice. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I usually tend to talk at people, some, like sometimes. And she thinks she's really critical of me. Like I'm almost a little self conscious about it now because of her. But uh, anyway, I'm sure she'll be on here pretty soon. <laughs> anyway, uh, Blake Blue, this is episode number fifteen. I hope everybody had a good Christmas. I had a pretty good Christmas. It worked. Uh, 72 hours straight at the fire department, which is actually really interesting because we are kind of like family, like a lot of yeah. the guys. I mean, I've I was thinking about it. Could, I've known a lot of Christmases. I'm yeah, sure. I've known a lot of those guys over 10 years now. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, where I've been in contact with them for 10 years. I that's yeah. you. I mean, I've been in contact with you for 10 about, years. About you the, know, the I mean, same. so but these guys, I spend 24 hours with at a time. I mean, we go every. We're in the truck together. Yeah. We're oh, yeah. eating together. We're chilling, hanging out together, and it's it's really good. Like when you find a group of guys, which I really like all of our department, honestly. But when you find a group of guys that you can get really tight with, like oh, yeah. the crew that I've been with right now, minus a couple of dudes, um, is 
pretty close to the same crew I've had for like two years. So it's pretty cool. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Do you have a good holiday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Came back, was able to make it back. Uh, went, uh, I think this was, a, yeah, I came in Friday. Friday night, went to, went out to the bar. Saw some people. It's always good, you know, seeing, come back for the holidays, seeing those people you haven't yeah. seen in years. Uh, we ended up going to Hoots for this little uh did Comanche Moon thing. play? It did. I okay. actually I actually missed it though. My buddy oh, Chandler's bed. Everybody listening, check out Comanche Moon. Okay, really do, so I saw uh, what's what's the guitarist's name? Carlos. Carlos Chandler. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I actually Carlos. saw him just this afternoon at United. And it was funny because he had no idea who I was, but I kind of knew who he was just yeah, from having just seen him play. Around. And also Guitar Carlos Center, he worked yeah. at Gar- Guitar Center. Yeah, yeah, Center. he worked there. And then my buddy David Boaz, he was really good friends yeah. with David okay. Boaz. <laughs> I want to have that, that guy, guy on yeah. the podcast yeah, sometime be because he be he's one of the most interesting on, human beings yeah. I've ever met in my life. That'd, that'd dude. be a good one. Yeah, you got to get him on. Here. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah Comanche they're, they're, Moon. Uh, there, they're they've been recording a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I went to that thing Friday night. Saw some people I haven't seen in like you know eight years, ten years. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of a it's kind of a trip. It reminds I'm trying to think what movie that is. I think it was like Gar- is it Garden State? Where he comes back after all these years to his hometowns, running into people from his past that he hasn't seen. And I, I don't know. It, I feel like it, it always feels like that when you come back during the holidays and you run into these people. It's kind of like an old high school reunion. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. See, I've never been um, to a high school reunion. I, I, our high school reunions this past yeah, year. Yeah, this past year. I didn't year. bother going. Uh, yeah. I, we I, were in I, town I and we thing, didn't go, I got man. some things about it on Facebook and... I didn't even get it. it I, like, just, I had to hear about it through my wife. Yeah. My wife was <clears> talking to Rachel. I, I, for some reason, I don't think there was a... The organization and yeah, didn't go too well. Um, yeah, but, you know, maybe whatever. next year. I see the I see the people I need to see. I feel like yeah, you definitely and, do. Uh, well, with Facebook, you, know. you especially do. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of interesting. We have that platform to where you can at least keep contact with these people's lives. You know that you yeah. haven't seen in oh 10 yeah to twelve years. Yeah, um, it's the same you know, core it, people. It's, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. It's how, weird how <clears throat> the amount of information that we have access to now yeah um you know as opposed to even like 10 years ago when social media wasn't nearly as much of a thing you know just being able be able to keep contact with those people oh yeah it's crazy um yeah but well speaking of speaking of keeping in contact uh i've decided to move the panhandle podcast meetup to sometime in february um I think I I think January would be like rushing it a little bit, and I actually want to be able to put it far enough out to where people can maybe make a plan. Like I'd love for you to come in town for it. Yeah, you know something like that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, so I'm thinking about kicking it to. F- Do you know about this? Have you heard of? Have you listened to any of that? Dude, yeah, I've, dude, I've, I I keep on coming across. I'm like, dude, I need to sit down, take some time to go through these. I've listened to some random ones. I listened to years at Austin's. Yeah, um, that's funny. And huh? then uh, I've. I just went blank on the guy's name. Um, I don't know. It was, it was pretty good, though. I need to sit down and listen to all of them. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that on the drive back. Yeah, nice. Well, I've gotten uh, on those long drives. You know, you mean it's good to listen to music, but I've gotten more into podcasts on those long drives because it feels like you're in the car with somebody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you get, I've gotten so enthralled in some of these podcasts before, and before you know it, you know, five hours goes by like that, and you're, you know. You're already where you need to go, yeah. Okay, so moving that to february um that you don't so this is the panhandle podcast meetup you don't have to be a fan of this show to come so you can like start you recording it it well so we're thinking about doing a live i'm thinking we i say we the royal we just record the conversation yeah but see here's what i'm thinking is do it as a live event with an opening band possibly Cool. And then do a little conversation and then do like a, a question and answer at the end, you know, if people have something to ask or whatever. <clears throat> and then uh, at the end of that, just plan like a little hour long after party where people can just peruse and mill about and kind of uh, talk, to, find different people to talk to and talk about podcasts, man. That, that's yeah. that's what's so interesting is like, so Joe Rogan has had both Sam Harris, 
Ben Shapiro, like all these controversial figures from all over the map on his show. And all these, it's really interesting to see these different cultures collide. Oh, yeah. And that's that's what I'm really looking for is uh, I feel like Amarillo has all these, and has always, as a matter of fact, had all these little pockets of culture, you know? Oh, yeah. And, like, you kind of, you, you kind of get within, you kind of get within this pocket and you meet, like, uh, 30 to 40 people. And you're like, wow, everybody's interesting and cool and I'm vibing with everybody. And, well, then... Uh, a year or two later, you meet another person and you plug into this other little group of 60 to 40 people that didn't overlap with the other group. And it's like, wow, this group is super cool and interesting. But it's all these, it seems separated, you know, like pods almost. Oh, yeah. I've always said that Amarillo, and I've said that to people who, you know, have never been to Amarillo, you know, just talking about where I'm from. It really is a fascinating place because it's a... Uh, you know, just kind of a, it's, I mean, it's a small city. I guess you can call it a small city by city. Standards. Like 250,000? town, kind of in the middle of BFE in a way, you know. Well, in middle the middle of, the of a lot of really small towns. Like yeah, the, yeah. I mean, a lot not, of people. I, I guess BFE is not, I mean, it's right off I-40. It's not, I guess you can't really say. But, I mean, it's, you know, in the middle of the plains, the Texas yeah. plains. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's had this, you know, there's kind of the mainstream conservative culture. And then you have these kind of subcultures, you know, whether it's the music scene or you know, a lot of the strange things that have gone on in Amarillo, you know, the whole, you know, Stanley Marsh and his crew oh, kids, yeah. the Toad Hall Ranch, and you you hear all these stories and weird, you know, and it's a lot of it, you know, you feel like you could, you know, it's from a movie, you know. It's, it's, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's definitely a, an interesting place, kind of the, the, the art scene, every everything, you know. Yeah, um, it's got its own flair, like its it own. Is. And uh, we were actually... Um, Zach and I were climbing down in Mexico. I don't know if I've told any of these stories, but we were in Pachero Chico, Mexico, sport climbing. I think I've heard plenty of these stories. Yeah, oh yeah, you definitely have. Um, But we were, uh, let's see, what was I, where was I going with that? We were down there to climb. I completely lost it. Do you remember what I was going to say? I don't know, you were talking about stories going down to Pachero. I don't know, we were just talking about that. The diversity of Amarillo. Oh, it's, oh, it's yeah, that's what it was. Really, so I meet this whole crew um, of Alaskans, and they're super interesting. And then this girl comes up to me, and she's like, "What is it? Like, I've got to go to Amarillo. Like, I I've only met like six or seven people from Amarillo, but every single one I meet is just a completely different person. Oh, and the, yeah. you know, like, I mean, there's no like, there's no way to define yeah. who is a kid from Amarillo. Like, there is no way of defining that, and in a very radical way. Versus where somebody could say, "I'm from Seattle," and I would probably be like, "Okay, like Seattle, I assume you one way," but. Amarillo has every single type of person. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I mean, I've you know I've traveled a decent amount, and you know, spent several years up in Colorado now, and met quite a few different people from different places. But some of the most unique and like hilarious and sometimes bizarre people I've ever met are from Amarillo. Some of the best people you know that I've met are from Amarillo. Oh yeah, um, and it's I don't know, it's definitely a unique. Well, and like you, you were just place. saying before we started the podcast, you were saying like you think Amarillo gets colder than Denver, Colorado. I would say so. I mean, and it's, and that it's the just wind, has this frigid, this frigid feel to it. I mean, sitting out here right now, we're by the fire, so it's not too bad. But I mean, it's just got this kind of this. Yeah, I mean the the wind chill and the breeze that comes through that I think you get from you know living in the plains as opposed yeah. to living up there. Denver's kind of in a. No, I'm just saying in this city. I mean, obviously, you know, you get to some higher altitude. It's going to be pretty frigid, and it does get cold in Denver. But, but I mean, see, I think you Denver, guys got... Denver doesn't get, like, crazy hot, though. No. That's one of the things I was thinking about today is, like, man, during the summer, it is, like, so hot that bugs can't fly. Amarillo is really, I mean, it's the two you know? extremes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it gets, it gets freaking cold here. Man. I don't actually know if bugs can't fly in high heat, but it seems like everything <laughs> yeah, is, I like... Yeah, I was like, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that really it's affects. like I got to go to the shade, you I mean, know. There's, there's bugs in the Amazon and stuff. That's true, and it's really hot, yeah. but it's moist. It's, I feel like it's moist down there. Here, it's so dry, like we're in the middle of yeah. the desert, you know. Yeah. But anyway, my second announcement: we are 14 minutes in, and I haven't gotten my second announcement. So, anyway, <laughs> Colfax. So the Colfax Half Marathon up in Denver, Colorado. You going to Are you going to run that? I think I'm going to try to run it. It's May 19th. Colfax is a. Uh, that's a. Uh, 
it's almost like the Amarillo of streets. Yeah, I would say it's 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 kind of cool and it stretches all the way you know past the Capitol. Um, it says you go through the some, fi- a fire station, you run yeah. through a zoo, like you, you run through yeah, the Denver it's, Zoo. It, I mean, it's like, pretty much takes you right through the heart of Denver, which is awesome. Um, further awesome. further east, it's definitely a little sketch. Um, oh really? You know, you know <laughs> crackheads and oh really? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but, but then it's like uh, it's like hundreds of but all the famous all the famous music venues are on Colfax. I mean, the Fillmore and the Bluebird. And, yeah. Um, well, it's one of the things I have to ask you is fish slash shows. That's, but that's later in the podcast. Cool. Um, anyway, uh, Colfax Half Marathon, uh, May nineteenth and twentieth, two thousand eighteen. Maybe I could even run that. You could run that. <laughs> Hell yeah, you could. You're I, way I've better. been. I've been. You know that that high altitude. Oh, speaking of, which is so you'll notice a difference going up there. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But every single half marathon I've run so far. Which is only three. It'll be interesting to compare your your time. Yeah, it'd be really interesting. But your dad's beat me in every single one. Dude, he's a he's a runner, man. He's he's like beat me, and he's like he's been significant decades. Significantly beat me. How old is your dad now? (laughs) Um, do you know? (laughs) You're gonna put me on the spot like this? Yeah, I don't know. know. My dad's fifty something. Sixty, dude. That's crazy. He still smashes me, dude. He's been running. He's wanted to run the. uh, I think he's gonna do one more marathon i mean i'm sure he'll run some 10k since the past but he's wanting to do the new york because he's done he's done boston like twice um he did the rock and roll he's done the one they had in amarillo for years <clears throat> but yeah he's a, he's a runner he's been, dude i need to i'm i definitely want to have him on the podcast yeah, yeah i'm uh, sure he wouldn't mind coming on yeah here. that'd be fun you could probably get some uh some interesting stories oh yeah him. dude he's been have, have you read his book I haven't re- gotten well, a chance to. Re- I need to get his book. Say, actually, I mean, it's just a collection of his writings. But um, okay, plug it's it. Called John it. Mark it, Blue. It might be a, this might be a good story. My dad, John Mark Blue. This uh, this might be a good story. Yeah, so. he's written some good pieces here in yeah. Amarillo. Yeah, he's done. He's top he's notch. Done all, yeah, he's he's actually uh, I think looking at retirement here pretty soon. Really? So, yeah. Nice. But, and he's still running marathons, dude. Right. Yeah, that's rad, man. That's the way you want to be. Like when you're when you're retirement age, you're pushing as hard as you have any time in your life. Oh, you yeah. know, like that's awesome. That's, yeah. So that's he's, he's wanting to do the New York. So like the Boston, you have to qualify. You know, they have you in that age bracket, and you have to hit like a a certain time. The New York, you have to. It's like getting your name in a like a drawing. Oh or yeah, because so many people want to do it. Yeah, and so you get your name in a drawing, and I think after it's like three or four years, if they don't draw your name, you automatically get to run it. But yeah, so, <clears throat> but yeah, just another historic marathon to, to do. A historic marathon, man. That's so interesting. Yep. You know, it's it, there's Have something, you, there's something cool. You did the, did you do the 50K? No, is that no what yeah, you did? Th- that's this coming year. Is that, okay. I couldn't so remember if you. I was going to do it, but then I had a family reunion. Oh, dude, Flynn's cruising through the cloud right there. Um, but I had a family reunion that same that same weekend, so I ended up not uh, okay not doing it. But I'm doing it this year because I'll be turning 30 years old, and well. 50k is 30 miles. Did Mario? Was, did Mario? Mario did, did it. He did a 50k. Mario did the one yeah. in the canyon, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, you should try to do that one with me. That's uh, that's an ultra marathon. It, yeah, does that, that qualifies it? I mean, it's 30 miles. It's ultra marathon. It's over. I yeah. mean. It's granted. I think fifty milers where you really like become that's, like that's part of an really, elite, and then you get the the hundred miler. Yeah, um, Luke Stevenson. Yeah, I know. I need hey, to talk. You I need that. You yeah. need to get him. I need. A, I need a. Is he in um, Where's he at? He's still he, up there, he right? He's up in Aspen. Yeah. Uh, his brother Spencer. We're actually oh, going yeah. to. Uh, we're going. He's coming up. So for, that was one of the life changing trips of my life. Was going to STS nine. In Red yeah. Rocks, Colorado, and bo- in meeting both of those two yeah. guys, I remember. They, so I remember them at the show they, like clearly. They grew up across like Caddy Corner from Paramount Park for me, dude. That's I what's mean, crazy is that street. The street you grew up on yeah. has like launched some like amazing kid or like right in that neighborhood. You know, oh, yeah. like right there. Well, because like Tesla. Is he still jamming, Tesla? playing music? Yeah, Tesla. Oh, Tesla. Yeah, no. Tesla. Yeah, he 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 grew up right in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. he's still he's going to school for like sound engineering. Is he so, really? So, yeah, he's he's doing good. Just That's awesome. He's living up in Denver. Um, but yeah, yeah, I need a yeah. Luke's up in Aspen. He's um, I was talking to 
He's younger brother Spencer. He's like, I mean, I, I grew, I've known him since you know, I was first grade. Yeah. But they're coming up for Phil Lesh, um, you know, basis for the Grateful Dead. Him and his band and uh, Leftover Salmon and at Red Rocks. I think Luke's coming up too. Um, but yeah, I need to talk to him if because if, he. You know, if he ever comes in town, I'm sure he'd love to sit down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be you awesome. Could, uh, I'd love to pick his brain about, like, yeah. because... That's but the Luke, anybody that doesn't know, Luke uh, just ran the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, he's done several hundred-mile ultramarathons. Pretty good times, too. I, mean, yeah. I think he ran one like, 22 hours, something like wow. that. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah, so he's... Just, and I ran with him back in the day. You know, I ran cross-country back in the day, and, um, you know, Luke was <coughs> running then, and then I think kind of fell off of it and then picked back up with the running later on in life and yeah plug him too if people started, want to follow him because he has an yeah instagram, yeah he right? has an instagram luke stevenson uh he kind of documented his whole um trip uh through the pacific crest yeah I that's remember how long it oh took him. dude that's crazy but, that's uh, an in, that's yeah so <coughs> give him a give that's him awesome. a follow yeah see and that's that's the kind of stuff like i love the adventure aspect of those distance runs i mean that's an adventure oh, yeah. man like he oh, was yeah. i mean it was like 2500 i want to say i can't remember miles 2500 miles it's i mean it's the pacific crest that's I mean, true stretches, yeah. i mean it he took did, him, so he did the whole thing him, i mean he i, like I know he was it? cranking out there were certain days you know i would I, I mean, I would just, you know, log on Instagram and come across a post and, just, you know, he's cranking out a 27-mile day. Um, Golly. You know. So, I mean, I In guess the mountains, gotta, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. Like, that's sure. intense, man, for sure. So. Wow. Okay, so, yeah, I need to hit him up. So and, yeah, see, that's – so part of the new plan, life plan, goals that Shan and I have is to get a sprinter van within the next year. Heck and yeah. then what we're gonna are you gonna, are you gonna I, get are you gonna buy an actual sprinter I, well, or are you gonna I, I'm not try and sure. do another conversion? I don't know. I don't know. We we're still kinda like we're gonna look into you regret it. getting getting rid of the old No, no, because I I, I wanna as, rebuild it. Yeah. I I like have a better idea in my brain of how to rebuild it. Okay. So I think Sweet. I think we're gonna be able to make it a little bit more functional, a little bit more fun. Have Emmett a place to slay, or stay, and then I'd love to make yeah. some of these like because we used Perfect to make to with the kids. yeah we'd make like thirteen especially day trips through uh, Colorado, especially if you're unschooling them or whatever. yeah yeah you know, allow for some some travel yeah well you know. that's the thing is I'm wanting him to kind of go to school in places so what what I'd like to do is make these road trips into like kind of like go by historical places see national parks state parks stop by see the history you know like oh, yeah. that be his history be cool. class yeah. you know so we'll see take him to um, freaking gettysburg or yeah you know, I oh mean, yeah tour, I mean, tour yeah. of the, the tour of all the all that stuff oh yeah you know? i mean i mean that's pretty hell take him to take him to like to me, europe you know? man yeah. you could take him to europe and take him on a tour of the old country the motherland whatever get, get your science classes in while you're on a climb yeah trip. yeah well, see, dude, that's that's how a lot of those. That's how a lot of those. Get out of here. Get get out of here. That's how a lot of those. Um, yeah, that's how a lot of those like professional climber kids are, because they'll go on trips for a couple of months and they have a tutor, you know, or they have they're doing their school the whole time. Yeah. So who knows? And Emmett might Pretty get cool old enough and be like, dude, I just want to go to public school. Yeah. Like I just want to well, be you part always, of that culture. You, know, you, you could know? always do that earlier on in his schooling whether it's you know he's elementary age or whatever and if by the time he's in middle school or you know a little older and wants to go go to public school or wherever, which how know. could you want that yeah i remember like that's what i would tell I mean, him is know, be just, like granted I, I i i liked public school yeah. but i met all of my friends through climbing really and the fire department yeah like th- that's the big vast majority of like all of the connections i have and through that you know you meet a pretty diverse group of people versus public hey, school is interesting to me because it's just like hey uh the people you live around those are kicking it those are i know dude she's like being super needy it's probably because she's freezing to death out here yeah, yeah. it's pretty it's cold it's it's like 15 degrees it's, probably it's fires this fire's kicking clutch, but um but okay anyway uh reach out to me as always through my social media, my Panhandle Primate podcast, uh, Facebook page, hit me up through my website or Instagram or whatever. 
um, one of the things that's been kind of driving me crazy is I have really no way of knowing how many people are listening. Because if you listen through the podcast app... Can you track your listens? Not through the podcast app. It's kind of really? weird. Yeah. I think that'd be one but of the But see, Austin's, Austin's listening a on a platform that I didn't even know existed. What's that? Uh, it's an Android podcast, like podcaster, pod kicker, oh, pod okay, kicker. Yeah, I've heard of that. yeah. That's what I think what it's called. But he's listening on that, and I don't actually upload it to that, so they're grabbing it from iTunes. So I don't know where all it's it's actually being published. It's it's like uh, it's interesting how it spreads. It's almost like a virus. You get it to one place, and then somebody's wanting it to whatever beef up their numbers. Yeah. That they're yeah, who knows, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, but. So what I'm trying to say is if you've listened this far of this podcast, then just hit me up somehow, you know, whether it's join that group or uh, or shoot me a message or just whatever, you know. It, it's nice. Actually, what the best thing would just be just tell me if you see me, you know, which oh, that's the, what's crazy is a lot of people have been telling me like, oh, yeah, dude, I've listened to I've me. listened to a few of your podcasts. Um, but there's no way I would have known that they listened I to should, it, you know? I should probably start sharing them. Well, I've actually... Too. I mean, because, yeah, that's the thing like is I've said, never, it's almost like a virus, like a spider web, you know? I've yeah. never actually had... I, Shannon's maybe shared one or two of them. I think Jeff Justice shared his episode. Yeah. I think Tim Ingalls shared his. Oh, James Ardondo shared his. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see who's listening because I don't know. It, it could have gone a long ways. It might not have gone as far as I'm hoping, you know? But if... My goal just gotta keep recording. And, what what my know. number has been that I'll be really happy or like ecstatic actually consider it uh, a success in the trivial sense of the word, um, would be a hundred listeners. A hundred yeah. downloads. Yeah. And I'm getting hundred and twenty seven visits to my unique visitors to my website. Yeah. So who knows? I don't yeah. know. But um uh, it's fun it's fun to to reach out and talk yeah. to people and and hey maybe you're the perfect guest for this podcast the person that's listening right now Let's come have a conversation yeah come have a conversation and sit uh, by this, this fire sit by the hot hopefully, fire hopefully, hopefully it's, it's a little it's, warmer yeah yeah <laughs> well this isn't super normal no, i mean we're in, and we are in the dead of winter like this yeah. is literally i mean this is the this is winter so the dead of winter but um anyway man uh so I've got a lot of different places to start. You want to start with uh, just introducing yourself, just a quick, like, like two-minute. Who is Blake Ballou? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, for anybody that cares, <laughs> um, my name is Blake Ballou. I grew up in Amarillo, Texas. Um, I'm 28 years old, which is crazy to think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I've been living up in Denver, Colorado for the past few years. Um, I love seeing live music. I'm a rock climber. That's uh, kind of what I've devoted the past eight to ten years to. Um, just training. I, in the broad scheme of things, I still suck, but I'm trying to suck a little less each day. And of that, I'm just living life. Uh, big sports fan. Um, primarily football, MMA, um, and I love talking about it. So. Yeah, that that's uh, me off the top of my head. <laughs> off the top. Dexter's, uh, he had to, to exit here for a sec, so now it's just me and the, this microphone. Away. You might be able to hear him in the background. But, uh, All right, hey, yep. Terrence McKenna. What about him? <laughs> okay, so tell them what you told me about Terrence McKenna. Which, what did, what did I tell you? I, I can't exactly remember. All right, I'm coming back. I'm Just, coming back. All right, who Terrence McKenna was? I mean, yeah, it's pretty much yeah. a stuff of pseudo botanist philosopher. Um, really uh, intriguing, kind of. So I've I've yeah, like watched crazy I've way, watched in hundreds a in a way too. Yeah, yeah, he kinda, um, he had some very so some of his stuff was off the wall. Some of it was you know pretty profound in ways. Um, big proponent of of psychedelic use, um, primarily mushrooms, DMT. Um, 
Rogan's had his brother on. Yeah, Dennis McKenna. Yeah, Dennis McKenna. That, that's might have been the story I was telling. Dude, I, he, what's the uh, Brotherhood of the Screaming Abyss? Brotherhood or? of the Screaming Abyss. Um, I think is really the main one that I think Dennis wrote that, or did I? Don't know which I, one I don't, wrote I don't it. Know. Um, but there's, super, there's just some pretty wild, wild stuff from that. Um, that uh, there was that story about them going down to South- La Chirera, right? Yeah, La or Chirera. Like that. The experiment at La Chirera is the story. Yeah. I think that was in Brothers of the Screaming. Yeah, place. but they went down there to do. You know, they were just like hippies at the time, and like this was the '60s, '70s. They had been dropping a bunch of LSD. They wanted to go out down and do ayahuasca. Something ended up happening, and it didn't work out. But they found these mushrooms that were the size of dinner plates, and ate those. <laughs> I can't. I'd have to. I'd have to listen. To it was. That, it, yeah, I can't remember again. Um, but it's yeah, like Joe Rogan, like in the 300s, right? Like Dan- yeah, yeah. You, in the you, you can anybody that's interested, you can YouTube. It's some pretty fascinating stuff really but i think he's been on rogan's podcast two or three times um always an interesting yeah he was on just uh, recently but yeah anyways i know dennis ate so much that he he was literally in a psychedelic straight tripping for a week straight and at the same time i guess they were terrence during the same time span like i mean like dennis apparently was like almost in like a hypnosis state he was so far gone because they just ate who, kn- who knows <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I mean i don't know they who, probably who knows. Don't know. i think they were just yeah they probably don't know during that time terrence also s- solved during his psychedelic trip solved the uh the I Ching. no he deciphered he, it yeah no he, which is an he ancient came up, chinese calendar no he came up with a completely a different way of getting to the calendar and it okay, matched right. the yeah. I Ching's calendar that, i need a yeah that's right okay i think um and yeah, basically <laughs> somehow figured that out. Was saying that they were getting like messages from an, an alien like craft that was hovering above because they were down like the Amazon. Yeah. Or around the Amazon in that region, South American region. But they were saying um, I think Dennis and, has uh, recently the, said that he that they were just out of their minds. Oh yeah, absolutely. Kind of absolutely. <laughs> I mean I'm not saying there was actually a spacecraft that was <laughs> sending them messages, but that's what they thought. Yeah. But the fact that they were able that he was able to come to that conclusion on that you know yeah yeah <laughs> looking at the, and then i guess dennis ended up coming out of i don't know it's 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 just some interesting yeah it's crazy wild. crazy interesting That's stuff wild. and even dennis was saying some of his brother's theories were oh yeah kind of off, off the, the wall. wall oh yeah the, the stone oh, yeah. the stone ape theory yeah have you heard that yeah one? Oh, yeah that's yeah. one of his main about uh-huh. he thinks about evolution had a huge or psychedelic mushrooms had a huge effect. yeah yeah I mean it was, because he yeah, he thinks it, he thinks that because mushrooms grow out of herd animal yeah. uh, dung that once the safari started to spread that these mega herds that that our predecessors started following these herds realizing that they could flip over the turds and that there'd be bugs underneath and bugs were like a super great form of protein. Yeah. So, well, what's natural for something to do is, like, humans have always experimented. So they're eating these bugs, probably, and then they, they have these magic mushrooms, mm-hmm. these psilocybin mushrooms that are growing on top of the turds. And he said that he thinks that some of that probably seeped down, and they just got trace amounts into their perceptive like perception glands or whatever yeah, yeah. not even like a psychedelic amount but just enough to where just it like enough to it sharpens your vision it cre- it makes you a creative thinker like a microdose so essentially you know that yeah which yeah, is like a big thing which in thinks, silicon yeah, valley pushed, stuff. pushed the, the evolution and the development of the human the brain, psyche the human and brain. brain yeah pretty interesting I it's mean, crazy um yeah but uh that microdosing is like a, a huge thing now um, in silicon, yeah, silicon valley, valley Software they said these like tech billionaires are just um, like doing think, it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, but there's a science to it. Like there, like there's a way of doing it where it's like a cycle. There's another. It's not. Um, it's not recreational. Good podcast. Did you hear Rogan's podcast with the? Uh, I think it's Paul Stamets. Yes, yes. I Did love you that, listen one. To that no, one. And I've I've and actually plugged talking, it on here before. Yeah, he's another. I mean, I, he I has. I don't know. He what has like his, a TED I know he's talk. A professor, he's a professor. Um, he's a he's a botanist. Um, yeah, he has a TED talk botanist. called like 
six ways mushrooms will save the world. And he was talking about kind of that that theory behind microdosing, and it kind of taps into this, you know, I mean, the whole typical mind expansion thing that mm-hmm. we always talked about, mm-hmm. kind of in a, a micro sense, just enough to allow you to function in a working environment, but almost kind of... Well, and it's, it's like steroids for the... <laughs> The mind. Or the See, psych- what's, what's I mean, so it's- funny is you told me about Terrence McKenna, and I think we were, like, on a climbing trip probably, you know, or, like, freezing down in the canyon or something, yeah. and you were like, oh, have you heard of this dude, Terrence McKenna? He's he's crazy. Like, the stuff he says is crazy, and I but was like, so oh, interesting. interesting. And so so I, I listened to him, and I had never done psychedelic, and, you know, and, and it was like, but listening to them describe it. But... Another thing, I mean, you can read his literature, but listening to his uh, YouTube videos, yeah, his, that's his, what I've his, mostly seen. His lectures and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, I mean, just the way he talks, it's almost hypnotizing. It yeah, kind of pulls you into this. Yeah, and you can almost get lost in. Oh his, yeah, his thoughts and you know yeah. what he's. It's well because he's so. I don't think he believed any of it, but he just had so much fun thinking about it yeah. that he would let his mind like well, wander. Did to you these know crazy his last he, his last few years, which. There's that's some crazy stuff. You know, he died of a brain tumor, mm-hmm. which, by the way, the brain tumor was shaped like a mushroom. No, I swear you can look that up. I swear I, I heard that. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> got to be, and like looked it up. And I think they talked about it on Rogan's podcast. Maybe. But anyways, <clears throat> for like the last years he was alive, he stopped taking psychedelics or mushrooms. He used to be a huge proponent of doing the the five gram dose or whatever. You know, and they call it the heroic dose, where you just sit in dark, you know, with a five gram dose, and basically you just, you know, kill your ego and just go into whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes you into. But, uh, but uh, I guess the last, he had one last trip that I think turned him off of it, and it was uh, all he described it as is he just looked looked at life and all he saw was just nothingness just nothing just looking into like there was a future or just whatever what things meant meant nothing and, and it's scary and it like basically i mean this is a guy who's a, a veteran who knows how many times or crazy experiences yeah. that he's gone through and that that just a random dose you know just it's probably far less than you know the max he's done before and he just had this crazy trip that all i could describe is he saw nothing whatever that i mean <laughs> so that's the abyss crazy. man yeah, the abyss i mean yeah basically the abyss it's nothing just nothingness hmm. whether that's anyways yeah that's crazy but that that stamets guy uh talk about people resetting their brain he, he used to have yeah. a bad stutter oh yeah and, no and lost the stutter so, so through a, a psychedelic that's trip. what i was gonna say that's what is, i was wanting to get around is to, one of that, one of the ways one of the ways that i actually started looking into all of this area was through maps so maps is uh they're uh a group that it, are scientists and doctors and therapists and they're working with the FDA. They're doing everything like by the books, mm-hmm. uh, showing the literature, doing the research, and and doing all the work. And they're the the test subjects are all um, one of their biggest things is the MDMA trials, and all of their subjects are <coughs> veterans that have PTSD, clinical PTSD. So that's one of the ways that's I heard crazy. I heard Rick Doblin on Joe Rogan's podcast mm-hmm. and started looking into Rick Doblin, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just really interesting. I mean, it's it's hard to argue with those guys because they are so strict and stringent. You know, they're yeah. scientists. They're they're serious people. Uh, they're not Terrence McKenna tripping out in the Amazon jungle. Like there's some there's, there's some a there's a there's really a, profound stuff that. that comes from you know always see people think of taking psychedelics as just tripping out you know choosing out with your buddies or whatever but there's a lot of stuff um we'll see that's how it's projected guys, into our culture yeah, is, yeah. is something I mean, you and do you, and you, you can know? you can use that avenue you know whether you're going to a, a concert or hanging out camping or whatever but um i just want to blank on the guy's name he's a co-writer of Chappelle's show oh um, uh yeah i can't think of his name he uh he struggled with like crazy manic depression for like years and has been able to break out of it through clinical like ketamine use. Oh yeah. For See, Duncan Trussell. See, and I don't know what ketamine even is. So it's like a, it's like a veterinary grade, like tranquilizer. I mean, they use only big cats and stuff. Um, 
it's kind of big in like the festival scene. I've I've always kind of looked at it kind of like as a cringy, you know. I don't, you know, why would you snort or smoke or, you know, veterinary grade? Yeah, <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and people and you see people that are I've seen people there, you know, going through. They call it like the K hole, whatever. Not <laughs> apparent. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, I guess it's kind of really big in like the festival and huh. scene and you know party scene like that. But uh, I mean, apparently this guy has been able to. I mean, it's like totally supervised. Well, yeah, you know, there like, there are doctors in, yeah. I think that can prescribe it in yeah. New York. I think yeah. New York was yeah, one of like the. He's like going in for these treatments. Like he's going in and laying in a bed, and it's like supervised. But he goes into these ketamine trips, and I I don't know if he's like. In ca- I don't I, I I mean I don't really is don't Aldous, know what, is it, what it's was doing it Aldous, for him. But Aldous yeah, Huxley to, that did uh, ketamine on his deathbed. I think that was LSD. Oh, it was LSD. Yeah, I thought it was ketamine. Uh, that his wife like shot him so up that with crazy. this. We like, used to read his books and, and like. Matt. Oh, <laughs> dude! I re- I reread um, Brave New World. Yeah, and dude, that was I, one of my favorites. Oh, like it's that. it's awesome. We did the uh, post apocalypse or the but the the whole thing about the illusions, the dis- to, dystopian. Yeah, yeah, only illusions to like psychedelic use. And yeah, that, and I mean that's like what soma we were or uh, feelies soma. They yeah, took soma, soma in it. Yeah, I mean it yeah. was. Which is kind of crazy, but that's a great book, man. Brave New World. Yeah. If people haven't read it, because it's pretty sta- I mean, I'd be interested if that's still a standard uh, read. And I don't know. We read schools. it both in. Yeah. We, what class was that, Miss? Uh, Nineteen eighty four. Which that was uh, that was on. Was that Miss Hurst's class? Yeah. Yeah, I sat next to you, Miss, or like a row over from you in Miss Hurst's class. Yeah, a couple of rows over. Uh, and you had just you had just gone to you started school that senior year, right? No, no, junior, year. junior year. Yeah. Okay. But I only knew the people that were in, like, seven like classes and the and guys that I wrestled with. Like, yeah. I didn't really know anybody else. <coughs> but, all yeah. right. Uh, but, dude, you want to talk about your, your job? Your, uh, um, what you were doing up there? Yeah, well, what I was doing. I, I mean, I, uh, so I was laid off of my last job because it was purchased by a, a larger company. And typically, you know, when a company makes a big acquisition like that, they cut a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of people loose. But I'm hopefully going to be starting a new job. Um, with a company um, called Windstream Communications. You might be familiar with them. Um, pretty standard telecommunications. But, yeah, I've been working as kind of sales slash consultant in, like, business-to-business telecommunications. So, really, I mean, it's kind of just being a, a primary point of contact or consultant for a lot of accounts. But we deal with, like, dedicated um, telecommunication solutions. So, like, dedicated um, fiber optic internet, um, phone systems, cloud. See, systems, okay, now how how, how how does that job get a little kid of like four or five saying, I want to be that, you know? Like, th- <laughs> this is my problem. This was always my problem uh, is... They probably don't want to be that, well, well, <laughs> honestly. Well, I mean, but go that's go the thing. Yeah, go be something, I guess. But, but that's the thing is you got to be something, yeah. you know? And, and not it's, to... And, but see, that's the thing is like... Without positions like that, the whole system doesn't function, you know? Like, there are just these positions I mean, that... It's really... And it, it kind of... Before I took this last position at this last company, I, I was really kind of ignorant to what all, you know, business-grade telecommunications was because you have your pretty standard, um, you know, residential internet where that's like DSL or cable or, or whatever. And you, I'm, sure, I'm sure everybody knows at certain times of the day, uh, your speeds will dip down. Um, especially like in the afternoons, people getting off work and whatnot. <clears throat> um, you know that, and that's because you're on a shared network. So you know, a lot of companies will advertise. Um, you know, you you might be paying eighty bucks a month for the the highest the highest speed internet they have, and it's they say up to eighty megs for download, and you know it, it'll probably be half that for upload. Well, they say up to because they can't guarantee your speeds. Mm. So. You're paying for 80 megs, but you might run a speed test. You might be so essentially, you know, they're they're running the, the circuit from the central office. Well, everybody in your geographic area in your whatever block radius, mm-hmm. however they have it gridded out, is all in the same network. So you're all sharing the same internet feed. So with dedicated lines, especially like fiber, which is big now, I mean that's kind of the future of uh, you know business grade um, internet access. Um, there's also like T ones, which is kind of you know the the dinosaur of, of what dedicated internet is but you know businesses 
especially businesses that depend on, you know, internet access, running their phone systems over it, sending out data, receiving data, they have to be, you know, guaranteed, they have to have guaranteed uptimes, guaranteed speeds. So this internet is like what we call dedicated internet, where we're actually running the, say, the fiber from the central office, um, you know, the, the, the internet service provider central office, um, and they'll have like fiber rings, whether that's, you know, under a random street or, you know, different parts of like a city. Um, and they have to actually build the, the fiber line out from the fiber ring into like this company's suite or office in an office building, whatever, you know, their, whatever their location is. Um, so it, it's, it's fully dedicated. You're guaranteed these speeds, you're guaranteed, um, they call it a service level agreement so it's guaranteed uptimes because these businesses have to be up um you can't you know they can't be having fluctuations in their speeds or having the internet go out or anything like that because that's you know depending on what type of business you run that's thousands thousands of dollars yeah for you know whatever however many hours or whatever you're out so yeah i mean it's it's just high grade um business grade internet and you know companies some companies depending on what speeds you, you know you can run up to pretty standard up to a gig a second um through dedicated fiber and you know companies are paying two thirty thousand dollars a month for this internet service Whoa! so yeah it's not like people people will say oh i got fiber at my house and i mean they have like residential grade fiber which i mean it's i guess it's better than your typical dsl or cable circuit but this is completely different you know just these this business grade um, internet access and that that's primarily at fiber and you can do t1s which are, are bonded circuit all right minor technical difficulty <laughs> minor we're technical back difficulties, but yeah um, but that's that's kind of the gist of, of what uh, dedicated you know access is and a lot you know there's a lot of medical facilities doctors offices hospitals um, legal entities that are mandated by the government to be on a, a dedicated internet circuit um, you know if if they have an outage or something like that, that could mean, you know, lives. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's really important in the business world being on a, on a dedicated circuit. So. Well, dude. Okay. So kind of, kind of boring, but kind of interesting too. I yeah. Guess, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, that's how everything. A lot of, you know, like a lot of companies, like their entire phone system, they have a huge intricate phone system for a huge, you know, corporation or something like that. It all runs over a dedicated internet access so their phone if, if their internet out goes out their phones don't work but it, you do that because it allows for a lot of flexibility um and we also we also deal with like hosted phone systems so their whole phone system is hosted through the cloud wow um data storage all that dude that's crazy stuff. yeah <laughs> so oh nice well and then so um have you been doing a lot of climbing up there in colorado yeah yeah i've been uh like I said earlier, not to not to, to cause you to spray or anything, but like, how hard are you climbing right now? Oh, I'm I'm still fat boy week in the in the broad scheme of things. You know, we're both fat kids in the climbing. Oh yeah, world. I'm, I'm real, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're bigger guys. Yeah, for climbers. Ah, but I mean, I've slowly been. You know, I've climbed several V8s. Nice. Um, have some Damn. V9 projects. And See my like. Eventually, of, would like to. I feel like getting into the double digits, which. People that don't know much about bouldering, it's kind of like the that's the, the line. next level. I mean, V10 really doesn't mean much these days, anyway. No, it means um, a lot. Like that's the thing. Is well, I mean, in, there's in just the so climbing many news in the climbing news, the climbing world. Yeah, yeah. Pe- there's stuff getting reported. People are climbing super there's hard. So many guys climbing so hard these days. That but are, they're professional athletes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, V10's a huge personal goal. Um, yeah, mine you too. Know, Twenty years ago, V10 was you know a big deal. 20 30 years ago but no it's not but yeah i've been you know slowly just training and getting out when i can and nice got some buddies been climbing with uh buddy rob just moved up to wyoming yeah that's yeah. awesome but uh i saw yeah, i saw a facebook video from him that was like some skiing some deep powder oh, yeah. it looked that's like. like the mecca of just like he's yeah. he's in his uh his ultimate playground up yeah there. that's it's awesome. it's awesome up there i went up there you can see the tetons grand tetons from his front porch no way doesn't get a whole lot better than that what's he doing there nursing yeah he's he works for a for a clinic nice um, that's awesome yeah so he's living life and, and killing it well sweet man but, uh, yeah just been climbing a lot are you ready um, to make a trip down to roy 
Yeah, we should we should do that. Let's I'd, plan I'd something. I'd be down to get something planned. I was up at the gym earlier. I like what the, actually. Have you been up to the gym earlier? Uh, not real recently. Like semi recently. Oh, um, there's some good I routes. Mean, yeah, they've kind of renovated a few things and a lot of volumes. Yeah, new volumes yeah, a lot stuff. of volumes. Um, allows for. I, I wish I could have set with those volumes because it's like allows for a lot of different types of movements. Yeah, stuff, as yeah. Opposed to just those playing walls and those same old holds and uh-huh. everything. Um, but talk to them. They they'd like to to get a trip down yeah. there going. It's I mean it's three hours for you guys. It's only yeah. about four and a half five for me, which is yeah, doable. That's, I'd be willing to. That's do awesome. That. Well, yeah, but, and uh, just do just do like maybe a couple a day trip, like kind of a fast hard trip. But uh, really, man, I feel like it's so concentrated, and there's a lot of stuff. Like I need to make a trip and just work on stuff I've worked on. Yeah. You know, and just try to send some stuff. But anyway, we'll try to get that plan, man. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I've been running a lot. I haven't been climbing yeah. as much as I need to. Yeah, I but, think um, just living up there is, you know, allowed me. I mean, for one, like being able to send harder stuff, you just have a chance to come back and work something. It's not like oh, going yeah. on a trip somewhere, and you get close to sending something, and it's like, all right, well, I might be back here in like a year. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah, like that. yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it's the able, three. The three week the would access. be perfect. Yeah, if you could get some really good burns on something. And then take like three weeks back at your house, at your home gym, at the pull up station. Remember your beta. Remember your beta, and then go back. Because <laughs> that's a huge fresh, thing coming back. Super like, fresh. What, what did I do? Yeah, what was I doing? And then by the time you figure out, you're you know, burnt what again. You, yeah, you're burnt. <laughs> it's like a, a never ending. I mean, how many times has that happened to us? Which, what, a crazy story. Uh, so we got about 10 minutes left. Okay. So I'll have you uh, tell the story. And I'll interject occasionally, but tell the story of uh, breaking your or not breaking your ankle. The time that you fell with me and Shannon, uh, Shannon should and I, I tell that story too. Though? Should, uh, <laughs> no, we, just, we, we could run for both of them. Yeah, you could. You I, think you could get both? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I can. I can abbreviate. Yeah, do the Wichita Mountain one first. This was without me. I wasn't oh, there. Oh well, yeah. I, I I guess this was five years ago now. Two thousand twelve. Maybe some close to six. I I shattered my right foot bouldering. Um, basically, we were climbing a high wall problem. I was going for a move up top. We probably didn't have as many pads as we should have, and they weren't placed properly. And they weren't placed properly. We ran into these guys that were <laughs> basically they were dead set on how they wanted to set these pads. And one of the guys actually shuffled a pad like while I was climbing. Um, but we had. Definitely didn't have enough pads as it was. I don't think for this problem. Maybe we did, but anyways, did a move up top. The way I was holding this undercling, I our barn doored out, um, kind of overshot the pads. Ooh. Austin was spotting me, Austin Tipton, um, and and like pushed me into the pad. I landed on my feet actually. I think I rolled after that. Landed on my f- my feet, but my right my right foot missed the pad, Ooh. and it was. If anybody's ever worn a climbing shoe, it's pretty thin rubber. There's, no rubber. There's no. There's no padding. There's no, yeah, there's no padding. It's built to where. So there's basically, zero it was padding. like 15. I, I can't remember how. It's a, it's a tall problem, probably the jungle. Coming um, hard. Yeah, coming down hard. I mean, I was barn door out and coming down hard. Cringing right now thinking about it. Basically, oh. smacked my foot. It like <laughs> sent, I hit my foot so hard it it like sent a shock wave like <laughs> up my leg like almost into my back. Oh. And like I was immediately like. The worst part is I was, like, walking on it afterwards. Um, turns out I shattered my foot. Well, two main breaks, but the the bottom part of my foot was, like, in 11 pieces. Oh. I think the, the uh, orthopedic surgeon said there was, like, 11 pieces of bone. But, yeah, I was kind of walking around, and, you know, you have that adrenaline, and I'm trying to convince myself that it's not that bad. It was all right. Yeah, I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, just walking, and it clearly wasn't fine. I knew it wasn't fine. They are like, all right, we'll we'll – just chill out, just just hang out, lay down for a sec, see how it feels, and of course, you know, lay down, and the adrenaline starts to wear off, and <laughs> the swelling oh. comes up. Five minutes later, you know, I, I pull up my my pant leg, look at my ankle, it looks like a freaking like <laughs> aliens about to rip through my ankle or something, you know, <laughs> something from like the movie Aliens about to, to pop out. <laughs> but like it's about to explode. But yeah. Immediately just swell. I mean, it looked like it was softball size. And Ugh. at that point, it's like, oh, shit. And, you know, we're probably two and a half miles from the car at that point. And it's like one of the guys that we had met that 
I wasn't too happy with that, that you know at, at that time like offered me like an ibuprofen like one or two ibuprofen like that was going to do anything for a shattered foot yeah um and I was like all right well we just need to get the hell out of here so ended up kind of made a walking stick um <laughs> so kind of hobbled slash like bear crawled slash like I, I caught copped a few piggyback rides from Mario <laughs> oh shit. um yeah when we're Definitely the worst climbing trip I've ever had. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember how long it took us to get two and a half miles to the car. Um, <laughs> finally got to the car after, you know, making that trek with a shattered ankle. And it's like, at this point, it's like, are we going to go to a hospital in BFE, Oklahoma, or just make the three and a half hour, four hour drive back home? So I decided to make the drive home. Uh, I was riding in Austin's car, had my shattered foot just sitting oh. on the, on the uh, dashboard. Stopped through Burger King. Um, went through the Burger King drive-thru, just hanging out, <laughs> ordering food. Yeah, with your shattered swollen, foot. Shattered foot. Um, and then finally made it back. I remember I called my pops about 20 minutes outside of town and was like, Hey, Dad, I think I uh, shattered, or I think I broke my foot. Actually, correction, I know I broke my foot. Um, I'm heading to the hospital. All right, I think he dropped me off my parents house i can't remember um and then they drove me up there went to the hospital guy surgeon actually that had said he'd worked in utah um or it was the er doctor not the surgeon he said he had spent a lot of time in utah and said he had seen compound fractures and all kinds of stuff from climbing climbers up there but but yeah um took a look at it and was like yeah i'll probably have to do surgery and ended up i still have a like a three or four inch metal rod in my foot to this day whoa um and uh yeah it was it's pretty good now for the most part yeah you know, yeah it gets sore sometimes but you know Ugh. there's a couple of heel hooks every now and then i'm climbing they hit the wrong spot but yeah it was kind of a, a, a little bit of a learning experience and a good story to tell at Whoa, the same yeah. time i guess but uh yeah so if you're doing some high ball bouldering make sure you're proper being smart about it pad placement yeah proper pad placement and enough pads um so I spotters think, were doing their job, uh, you know. Austin did his best to keep me on the pad. Yeah. And the way I barn doored out, I think if I would have fell down, I would have landed on the pad. But the way I missed the hole and barn doored out was enough to like shoot me over the yeah. the landing. Yeah, but that's always the worry. You're just being young and dumb. Uh, yeah, yeah happens, man. <laughs> it happens to everybody. But uh, so and then the this will close us out, and then I'll let you uh, pick a song to to play at the very end. Cool. But um. So, um, are you talking about the bit, the big whipper you took? Is that the one you're talking about? No, no. Uh, that you talking about the one in El Rito? Yeah. No, okay. I was okay. I was talking we'll about that one for another time. Yeah, I was I was talking about when you when you hurt your ankle in Denver up in. Uh, oh, God! I just have all these stories. That about was at injuries. that was at uh <laughs> that was at Mount Evans. Yeah, that was at Mount and Evans. And a gnarly hike out, yeah. dude. A gnarly hike that out. That was. And you you were hiking. That's in so your funny climbs. that you had that story in mind, and then I was like, well, oh, this other story. On yeah, yeah, oh, this yeah. Story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, I mean, it's like that's when Shannon had about, pink hair. Yeah, I think it's like four miles, three and a half miles back to it, area A. Yeah. Um. And I remember when I did it, I didn't even, like, fall off a boulder. It was so stupid. I was like, we were working that problem. Yeah, you were hopping over, like, weren't you? Or we were, like, checking something out. And I, like, stepped off. Like, the the pads were laid out. And I, like, stepped off. You know, it was like an uneven, like, you know, foot drop off or something. It's just a rock right there. Stepped off, and I just just rolled it perfectly. Just... I think it, there was even like a pop sound. Did yeah, you yeah, that? I think I heard it. And I was yeah, like, oh, I heard it on the shit. other side of the pad. <laughs> I was like, oh man! <laughs> and like immediately, like my ankle started like goose egging a oh, little bit. Oh yeah, it, it had a goose but egg then, on it. But then it's like that weird thing where it didn't hurt, and I think maybe I was trying to tell myself it didn't hurt because I wanted to keep climbing. And ended up like sending that problem. I'm pretty sure. Like after I. I can't remember. I rolled my ankle. I'm pretty sure I did. I can't remember. Because we were in the process of working. And I, was I know I didn't do that. that checking out. Yeah, I know I didn't do that one. And I think I, I sent it, and then we spent, like, some more time climbing with some other boulders. And it didn't really, like, you know, I was on it all day, and it was like, yeah, it wasn't But then it was hiking bad. out when you And then, really like, right at the end of the day, we were starting to hike out. It was, like, really starting to hurt. 
And I was like, oh, man, this is going to suck. And, like, <laughs> man, that was, like, I don't know how long it took us, took me to get out of that three miles. But, yeah, that was brutal. I thought yeah. I was, like, by the end of it, I, was, I, I couldn't even put any pressure. I was, like, hobbling on one foot, black and blue. Oh, it My was nasty. Was. It was nasty. Um, but, I mean, at that point, what can you do? You what know, other? Hike out of there. I mean, what are you going to call the oh, yeah. <laughs> search and rescue to carry you out? I, mean, I have a, a few pictures a of that. I think I actually have one of my blog posts. But I think. I think I tell I tell a little bit of that story. Okay. I have a picture of you, like, Man, holding your, like, walking barefoot. Yeah, I think point, I had to walk barefoot because the, the shoe was, like, cutting into it yeah. so bad that it almost felt better to walk barefoot. Man, that, that sucked. It was but, a uh, terrible. Yeah. But yet really had no option but to walk out. No. Probably should have been smart and just stop climbing. Well, period, I, but I, I don't think carrying, it really would have mattered. I think I was carrying, like Shannon and I split up your we, gear. We had just gotten out there. I think I, we had just gotten out there when I did it. I mean, we'd only been out there for like. Yeah, and it's. I it was mean, like one of the first boulders we got to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then, dude, I thought I was dead, like severe damage. I was like, yeah. dude, hiking out on this, like, I'm screwing my ligaments yeah whatever's going on down there <laughs> it's terrible because shannon and i were laughing at you oh, i'm sure it was like, pretty funny but... i was so pissed at the time <laughs> and i was like dude this is the worst other than the other than the time i had to hike out with a shattered foot the, the swollen <laughs> yeah. black and blue oh it was bad rolled ankle is it was bad is up there well then there were, there was the time but, that uh, i think it was the geez. first time we went to mount evans with lance and remember, he didn't have any rain gear. <laughs> yeah. He ran. He had to sprint out of Several crash pads. Dude, like, that, was like a, that was a wild storm. Too. Yeah, I remember yeah. It was like oh, yeah. It was hailing and trenching. And he downfall. ran through the whole thing. I remember we were like in a cave and we were like yeah. still getting wet. Dude, he, we were like bundled I up. I think he pieced out like right before it hit. And I just remember I was like, oh, dude, he's getting hammered. Oh, right yeah. Now. And I think he, he, he just ran it. He just sprinted. Ran it and he said it got hot, real warm, carrying. Yeah. And that was probably the best thing he could have done. But when we got, we get back to the parking lot, and <laughs> Lance looks like a bum. Like he has his socks off, his shirt off, it's like, total, like everything's dirt like laid out on rocks, like trying to let everything dry out. It was so funny. But that see, that's such trip. a common like thing to see in Colorado. Oh, yeah. But you don't even like think twice. You see somebody like completely laid out, and yeah. it's like, oh, they got nailed. Yeah. You know, they were in a bad spot. Yeah. They got nailed. Here, it's like, what's this? This guy living out of the car? <laughs> or like, what, what's he doing? You know? Like, yeah. That's um, so funny, man. Uh, yeah, dude, some great climbing stories over the years. And I think, like, that's one of the things I'm the most excited about with Emmett is with the unschooling is being able to take some climbing trips uh, where we can spend some extended periods of time in these, like, you know, wildernesses or state parks mm-hmm. or national parks or wherever, you know, like really let him get the feel for growing up. Oh, yeah in those communities because it's such a i mean it's a very like people think it's not very kid friendly but it's super kid friendly man like oh yeah for sure i mean uh and kids a lot of the times they can climb super hard oh yeah if you start them out young just climbing me for hiking and and all that you know that's it'll be uh it'll be engraved in yeah But I'm so. pretty psyched. Hopefully, we'll make a trip up to Denver. Or hopefully, we'll just ra- rendezvous. Yeah. We'll do the Roy rendezvous. You, well, your sister's you, living up there now, right? Yeah, she's living okay. up in Denver. But uh, do you remember the gathering? The gathering. Oh, the, uh, the climbing. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, just uh, we need to just have another like Amarillo gathering. reunion. I saw, thing, I saw that thing you passed through, and Lance went out to the canyon. And I was like, yeah, man, that, that's that's a throw. Lance has been going out there like 15 years now. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And you know, all those holds like have changed so much <laughs> that people those see them today. Problems, and it's like, man, that's not even the same client. Like, d- yeah, the dungeon, stuff, and yeah, stuff. stuff like that. Oh, the dungeon's nowhere near, dude. <laughs> there was a period. It's okay. like completely like, oh man, everything broke off of it. But that that's like climbing at the canyon. Is you'll you'll you have to get on the classics while they're there yeah. because like everything holds yeah. break so much. Sure. It's just I still like soft to drop. go back and try human automaton. That thing is yeah. That's now, now that I've done like a couple uh, of eights and you know projected some nines, um, I think that thing is at least an eight. Really, it's stout. Yeah. Well, see, it hasn't I been did, uh, it hasn't been redone. I, I did turning point at a. Flatirons was like an eight, and it's kind of similar like style of climb. You come out this arete, mm-hmm. like roof, and work mm-hmm. out in the face. And I'd say even before that broke, uh, I think that's harder. Than, oh, really? Than turning point. That's well, a see, pretty standard now, eight for Colorado. Too. Now that's like a really hard hold. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Terrible. That's probably at least a nine or 
maybe even double digit. Who knows? I like yeah. to go back and, and put some work in on it. Yeah, dude. I at some point that is a fun climb. It's like such a it's like compression but balancey. Like get it's on these super. Thin yeah, I remember having and it some has good that little Waco that. underneath it. You know, yeah. like that left hand Waco. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude. That's that's pretty crazy. I'm actually wanting to start a YouTube channel and start actually doing some climbing videos out there. Dude, let's get a let's get a trip together to to Roy. I'm, I'm yeah, Lance will be probably be down to get I bet Lance will be down in Austin and maybe I can get some guys from Colorado to come from, down to come down yeah well cool dude well hey man we're at day. we're at an hour oh yep. four <laughs> you gotta <coughs> so um sign we'll, out yeah we'll sign out I gotta you can always do another one so much to yeah. talk about yeah dude I know we'll def I'll definitely have you on again you'll be a regular a reoccurring yeah. guest yeah I'll be, but, I'll um, be your, uh, your oh anyway okay <laughs> what what song do you want to play out um it's, uh Think about like what song do you want to end your podcast? Let's do uh do tweezer reprise from Fish. Oh yeah, going. okay. I've got that from an old burn CD yeah. from like a mix from probably like two thousand four. Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah. man! It's oh, uh, nice. dude. They played that dude. That was like one of the uh, they played that that riff from the Olympics. It was like a whole montage of like Michael Phelps is like gold medals. Oh past yeah, Olympics, and yeah. It was like it was. Fish. I was like listening to it. I was like, are they really playing Tweezer Reprise? Yeah, the, the on, double. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the Olympics. Sweet, cool, sweet. sweet. All that's right, awesome. well that that's sweet. what I'll play. Some fish closing us out. Yeah, and uh, thanks dude, on. thanks for coming yeah. on, man. Yeah. All right, man. Peace, peace out, people. Peace. peace.